Good morning. Oh yes, you guys are awake. First service was not awake, so I appreciate the the response here. Um, my name is Nikki Nickerson. I am the youth pastor here. For those of you that don't know me, um, I am excited just to share this morning. Uh, the last time that I had the privilege of sharing, I was eight months pregnant. Um, so obviously, I look a little bit different, and my son is now five months old. So that is exciting. Um, This morning, as you guys see, we are in our seventh week of our sermon series, Look Up, uh, Journey Through the Book of Hebrews. And we've been examining different exhortations that the author has given to the audience. And we, we live in a world that is constantly changing, right? If you have turned on your TV or if, you know, you're intelligent people, you have seen the devastation that Hurricane Ian has had across Florida. We live in an unpredictable world, right? We, we can't, as much as we think we can predict these things, we can't. We live in, I like to say, a swervy world, right? When you're on a winding road, twists and turns, you don't know sometimes what life is going to throw at you. Different curveballs. And it's in these moments that you're like, oh, what am I going to hold on to? What am I going to grasp onto? Do you know what that is? Rhett, for example, um, I get to use examples of him. I know he's five months old, but I still looked at him and I was like, hey, I'm going to use you in my sermon illustrations. When you're older, I'll ask your permission. But for now, sorry, you just get to be used. Um, He has decided that he's going to get up every two hours in the middle of the night And then the only way for him to fall asleep is on me, which I was like, hey, what happened to that month, month and a half of eight to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep? Like, that was wonderful. So this morning, I think I'm running on like 10, 12 hours of sleep from this entire week. So again, unpredictability. Kids, right? You can't predict that they're going to do these things, but we love every moment of it. And so I want you to examine your own life and think of a time that there was uncertainty, that there was chaos, that there was unpredictability. And in those moments, what or who did you grab onto? For me right now, it's, it's coffee in the morning, stepping outside, getting a fresh breath of air that kind of helps push me throughout the day and keeps me going. Because we instinctively just grasp at whatever is in front of us. Sometimes it's solid, sturdy. Other times it's going to crumble. And more often than not, it could be harmful for us. So we have to pay attention to the things that we are grasping onto in this unpredictable world we live in. And the letter of Hebrews was written to the Jewish Christians living in Rome, and they too were faced with great opposition and difficulty. Right? They were persecuted for their faith, thrown in jail, Their property was taken away from them, and they had the Roman culture to withstand. And like us, the Jewish Christians were looking for something to grab onto during this period. And like us, maybe sometimes we just turn a blind eye and we're kind of like this. Oh, did it? Yeah. So it's fine. Everything is fine. The whole world around us is burning up, everything like that, and we're just like, it's fine, we're good, we got this. When in fact, it's not. 
And it's in those moments we have to think through, what are we holding on to? What's our anchor? What's keeping us moving forward? Are you this person? What, what does that look like in your life? When everything around you seems to be going the wrong way, do you know what or who to anchor yourself to? And what does the author of Hebrews encourage the Christians then and now to do during these moments? Because back then they lived in a chaotic world. We live in a chaotic world. And here is the word the author gives to them. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. And so the exhortation that we want to examine this morning are these two words. Hold firmly. Hold firmly. What does that look like in our life to hold firmly to something? Because we want to hold firmly to hope. We want to hold fast. And by examining these two words, what are the implications on our life? What does it look like for us to hold fast, to hold firmly in an unpredictable world? When I think about this, I think of the mom arm, right? You're driving along, and then all of a sudden, you know, stop suddenly, the mom hand goes out, and it's like, <gasps> and they make the gas, because they want to hold fast to you, they want to hold firm to you, they don't want you to go anywhere, and so it's just like, <gasps> right? We just instinctively just reach out, and we stop them. The author of Hebrews um, continues to paint this picture and says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That's in Hebrews 10.23. Unswervingly. Unswervingly can be defined as constant and steadfast, stable, straight, not going off the path, direct, loyal. So thinking about all of those things, think about the anchors, the things that you grasp onto. Is that the definition of the things you grasp onto? Or is it something else? Continuing on, the Hebrews says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Anchor. When I was younger, my dad uh, took my sisters and I rock climbing. Now, I know that there's some people here in the room that are actually like avid rock climbers. I am not, but I have been several times and I did a lot of research just because I was like, well, let's look more into this. This is fascinating. And when you go rock climbing, there's just this amazement as you are outside and you're looking up on this rock face or wherever it is that you need to go and you climb up that face. But you have to take some safety precautions, right? You need to wear a helmet, you need to wear a harness. You also need various anchors to help you get to your destination. I guess you could be the crazy people that solo without any of that safety precaution and they're just like, let's see what happens, hope for the best. I don't know about you, but I'm like, no thank you. I'm a risk taker, but not that much of a risk taker. And so as you think about anchors, a lot of people actually think it's the rope 
that keeps you steady and secure. But the rope is only as good as the anchor it is fixed to. It doesn't matter what or who you have fixed. If you don't have a solid anchor, not much else matters. So what's your anchor? And what anchors do you want when you're, when you're climbing? You can have natural anchors, so trees or rocks. Obviously, don't pick a tree that's rotting or a tree that's fallen over. That's not going to get you far. Um, obviously, pick a, a sturdy rock, not something that's cracked. Right? You want solid things. Or you can have a fixed anchor that you drill into the rock face and you use something called a bolt or a piton. And a piton is a peg or a spike driven into a rock or a crack to support a climber or a rope. Okay? Whereas a wedge anchor, you can see this up here. Right? You have a locking nut, you have a hanger, you drill this into the rock. I don't know about you, but when I look at this, it's like, really? Like, this is what's keeping me on the rock face? Like, do I really trust that? But here's the amazing thing about this small little anchor. This wedge anchor can hold 3,300 outward pounds of force and 5,500 downward pounds of force. You can put an elephant in it. Now everybody just imagine an elephant sitting in a harness on a rock face swinging back and forth, right? If it can hold that, obviously it can hold you. Or do you want to anchor yourself to these kinds of things? Ones that have been there for many years, ones that are rusty, corroded, kind of coming out. Or you could be a redneck, just get some rope and lasso it around a rock and, well, I hope it doesn't slide off and I fall. The other fascinating thing about these anchors is that they are actually only good for a thousand climbs. So, you kind of have to put your trust that the anchors that are in the wall are going to be safe and secure. Or there's, there's a third option. Um, Rhett right now, like I said, he is five months old, and he can roll one way and one way only. So we're trying to, you know, help encourage him to go a different way. But the other thing that he likes to do is he likes to sit, and he, the teacher in me is like, ooh, let's be educational, let's help him. So I put a stack of blocks in front of him to help him sit up straight, reach for it. Well, the fun thing about, about Rhett is, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing, and so he reaches out to grab onto this tower, but as soon as he reaches out to it, it just falls, and then he falls face flat into the ground and starts crying, and you're like, sorry, kid. But all the while, you're like, well, you tried. Good job. So thinking about these three different kinds of anchors, what anchor are you going to choose in life? Are you going to choose that anchor that is solid, that is secure, that is not going to go anywhere? Something that is a little corroded? Or something like this, where a wind comes along, you touch it, it just collapses. It crumbles. It's not sturdy. It's not safe. It's not secure. So which anchor are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to anchor yourself in your finances, in your job, in your friends, in your social status? What is it that you're going to anchor yourself to? 
Here's, here's another option that the author of Hebrews says. Let's anchor ourselves in the hope of Christ, that he is our sure foundation, right? He is our hope. Because anchors, they're either going to keep us secure or they're going to cause us harm. Anchors, they're either going to keep us steady or they're going to give way. Anchors, when we step backwards to repel back down, we have to trust that they aren't going to give way. Because instinctively, when we repel and step off, we want to hold on to that rope because we're like, oh, that's a big drop. I don't know if I can do this. And we tense up and everything like that. But we have to release. We have to let go. We have to step backwards and trust that God is holding on to you because of that strong anchor. What are you going to choose? Do you trust the anchors that you have placed in your life to hold on to those moments of unpredictability? Or are they kind of like this, where they crumble and fall and fade away? And when we talk about this hope, it's not just a wish or a desire where it's, well, I hope I get this for Christmas, or I hope I get a good grade, or I hope I get a pay raise, or whatever that hope is. It's something deeper, and it's rooted in Christ. Right, when the author says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. This is the kind of hope that we want to anchor ourselves to. Because hope is the confident affirmation that God is faithful, that he is going to complete what he has begun. It is sustaining. It causes us to look in the right direction. It causes us to be vigilant, to notice things happening we would not have noticed were we not consumed with hope. It helps us prioritize. And when the Hebrew author says this, right, our hope comes from the steadfastness of Christ. And what is steadfastness? Well, steadfastness can be defined as this. Having a firm loyalty or constant and unswerving dedication to something or someone, it is fixed or unchanging and solidly established so steadfast as immovable, irrefutable, unchangeable, unalterable, and is completely and utterly dependable. Do we truly believe the God we serve is completely and utterly dependable? That in those moments of unpredictability, in those moments right where the flames are all around us, that we can say, God, you are my steadfast God. You are dependable. Do you really do you really believe that? Even on the bad days, even on the days that are dark and lonely, even on the days that seem hopeless, do we believe that our God is our anchor? And it's on those days we have to lean into this reminder the Hebrew author wrote that Christ is and will forever be our anchor. The prophet Isaiah wrote, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. 
right? The things of this world fade away and crumble with the passing of time. But the word of God, it's forever. He is steadfast. And then Hebrews 13, 8, we read, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's not changing. He's not going anywhere. Malachi 3, 6, for I, the Lord your God, do not change. He doesn't change. The world around us is going to change. The world around us is going to throw us curveballs. But our God, he's not going to change. Because the word of God never fails. He is steadfast. And this, this is the God that we serve. He is a God that is so sturdy in this swervy, changing world. Right? We have technology that changes all of the time. We have um, how we shop, how we work, whatever it is. Everything is changing every single day. But we can take comfort in knowing that God never changes. Take comfort in that. Because we can't give an inch to the world. We have to be steadfast in our confession to Christ. We aren't shaken by what is happening around us. We won't waver from the truth. And how do we do this? I'm going to say it again. We anchor ourselves in Christ. Because he is and will forever be steadfast, an anchor for our soul. And may we all be challenged to hold on to this Christian hope, to hold fast to this Christian hope, which the author so clearly has depicted as grounded in the person and the work of Christ. Not the things of this world, but in Christ. Without being moved by changing circumstances. To know that we can trust in the firm foundation of Christ. Because he is an anchor for my soul. Do you really believe that? Not simply because it's another checkbox Christian thing to do of like, well, Christ is is my hope. I read this verse, check, he is my hope. (laughs) But do you really, really believe that deep down in your soul? That he is your hope. That he's holding tightly to you because he is our anchor. That no matter what life throws at you, he is your hope and he will not fail you. And so we ask, what is your object of hope? What does that look like in your life? Is it Christ? Or is it something that's just going to fade away or be blown and tossed to the side? What are you going to choose when you're looking around, looking for something to just reach out and grasp onto? What is it? Is it rooted in Christ? Because we have to realize that God is holding on to us. He's got us. Do you really believe that? That he is holding on to you? Right? If Christ is our anchor, he's our rope. He's he's not going to let us go. He's going to embrace us. He's going to hug us. And he's going to say, hey, I've got you. I'm going to keep you secure. I'm going to keep you. He doesn't say that he's going to, you know, completely keep us from harm, but he's going to be there holding us so that when we need to let go, so that when we need to release those things, we can do it because Christ is right there with his arms around us, 
looking at us and saying, hey, I'm holding on to you because I am your anchor. Do you feel his arms around you when you need to let go? Do you feel him right next to you in this swervy world that he's just embracing you? And he says, hey, trust me. You can let go. I'm holding on to you because I am your anchor. And so we come to the end of what's your move? What are we going to do about this? I have three questions for us as we go about our week. And the first is, what are you anchored to? Right? Is it something solid, firm? Something where if you're going to drop, it's going to catch you? Or is it going to be, again, something that you touch and it just fades away? It's not going to be lasting. It's not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to get you far in life. What is it? The second is, how do we anchor ourselves to Christ? Again, we can have the checkbox answers of, oh, I'm going to pray. Oh, I'm going to go to church. Oh, I'm going to have fellowship with others. We've been doing a lot of different um, spiritual practices. So Lectio Divina. That's an amazing one to reflect back on your life, on the day before, on what God has been doing in your life. Right, David led us in a practice this morning for us to reflect on where we have seen God's beauty. So what are those things that are allowing us to anchor ourselves to Christ and to his steadfastness? And then the last question is, what are you holding tightly to that you need to let go and embrace your Abba Father who has and will always hold on to you? Again, are you holding so tightly to the rope that you don't know how to? But as soon as you release and let go, you know that he has got you. Because he is our steadfast anchor that we can put our hope and we can put our trust in. So realize this. God is holding on to you. He is your anchor. May you feel that, may you see that, and may you experience that this week and as you continue on in your life. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this encouragement to know that you are our steadfast anchor. That no matter what life throws at us, May we hold unswervingly to you and to your truth. May we have the courage to let go and to know that you are holding on to us. May we seek you out each and every single day and to truly feel deep down in our soul that you are our anchor. Thank you for that. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.